The following pre-recorded program is brought to you by Wrestling with the Inner Man. Welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man, because the first fight we face each and every day is a fight with our flesh. Do we listen to our selfish, sinful nature or to divine nature guided by the Holy Spirit? Your host, David Savage, is a product of the West Texas desert and energy industry who recently received the biggest promotion of his life, reporting directly to the top boss, God. Most people refer to this as retirement today. Co-host pastor and evangelist Aaron David Thomas is a bivocational pastor and a marketing manager hewn from the tough streets of Philadelphia. We hope you're ready to rumble because wrestling with the inner man begins now. Ding, 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 ding. Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome back to Charm School. I'm in an exceptionally good mood because my team, the Texas A&M Aggies, beat Alabama. So if you didn't catch last week's introduction, Charm School 101, we are talking about courtship and marriage, God's covenant model for us to live our happiest and most fulfilled lives. Of course, we all wrestle with the flesh most in this area dealing with the opposite sex. So we needed more than one show to cover such an important topic. Aaron, are you ready to go to school? <laughs> Absolutely, my man. What's up, Dave? How you doing? Uh, it's good to see you. Good evening. Good evening to all you out there in Radio Land. Thanks for uh, tuning in to the WWM. Wrestling with the Internet. That's right, y'all. It's good to be back here live on AM 1070, The Answer. And we're glad that you have chosen to join us. And we're going <laughs> to try to give out some answers here at this Charm School. I, I'm really excited you know I'm I'm ready and I'm hopeful that our listeners um heard our last class mm-hmm. uh Charm School 101 that they they got into it and uh that they're excited to find uh find out more about finding and winning the right woman for marriage. So I set you up. Let's go. Okay. So just to review in case you weren't with us last week for those listeners um so the prerequisite for today's Charm School 201 is 101. Yeah. We define courtship as that collection of activities aimed at finding and winning the right one for marriage. Today, we are focusing on finding the right one. Where's she at? Where's she at? (laughs) Think back. You know, when you were in high school and you were trying to get into the best college possible for your chosen field of study, your class rank was a key criterion of being in the first quartile or the top 25%. You know, it it was essential as the first gate to clear in the process. Now, last week, we told you how to put yourself into that top quartile when it comes to finding and winning the love of your life. Here is the premise that you must accept as our prerequisite. Number one, you recognize that you are an image bearer of God and have great value. Amen. Number two, you understand that you were made by God to be in relationship with a woman. And number three, whether you are a believer or not, Almost all men will ultimately become married. So, Aaron, let's begin with some truth from God's word, shall we? That's right, man. Uh, you know, I, I like that. You know, um, finding a, a wife. Well, you know, why do we do that? Uh, we needed someone, and God created a someone for us. You know, in, in the Bible, it, it teaches us in, in uh, Genesis 1 that uh, God recounts that when he created, and I need to say this properly uh, for my listeners, please, for our listeners. Right. God saw that it was not good for man uh, to be alone when he looked into the heart, looked in the situation. So God did something. 
uh, he that God created humanity with binary gender as male and female. <laughs> okay, only and, two folks. Uh, that's what God did. Right. We can't improve upon what God did. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> Let's keep, keep it pushing. And at the end of uh, the creation week, God declares that all of His creation was very good. Check this out. God did not declare. Uh, God declares it's not good that man should be alone. After he looked and saw everything else that he had all created. And so uh, this is the first time that God had ever said anything was not good. It's the first uh, thing in the record because woman was not yet present. Okay. You catch that. She, she was already created. She was already in the process, but she was not yet present because it said he created them male and he he did it, but he didn't do it because he wanted to do something for Adam. Right. Right. Here's an interesting point. Do you know that before God created Eve, I love this when I figured this out, he created the animals and brought them before Adam. Right. He saw that it was not good for Adam to be alone. And then so he brought Adam. He brought animals and Adam named them and they saw he saw male and female. He saw that they were they had partnership and companionship, but there was not one for him. So this is a side note. I want you to catch this. Our pets, no matter how near and dear, do not feel the emotional or relationship void. Although we might call dog man's best friend, that's not how God wanted to be. Or he would have let Adam and Bubba the dog, or D.O.G., as I like to call them, uh, do. He said, now I know some might argue that a dog or an animal is a pretty good substitute, especially a married man today might want to say that. But that ain't it. Bad English purposely. God was showing uh, Adam a valuable lesson, though, uh, that he needed a part- partner and that he was not complete without one. Right. right. When you think about what the Bible said that he created them, male and female, and then he created him, they were together. It was when, when we know the story, he took her out of him. But anyway, that, that's where it was, man. And, and Proverbs 18 says this. Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor uh, with God. So, my man, as I said, all that to say this, we need a spouse. We need to find a spouse. And we need to look to God to direct us in the right direction while he directs our spouse in our path. All right, Aaron. Thank you. Because we need that reference point in the very beginning of Genesis about how God did it because he is the creator. Now, Back to my my secular analogies, <laughs> you know. You know, one of my favorite shows on television, Aaron, is the treasure hunting show on the History Channel, and it's called The Curse of Oak Island. You know, what I find so interesting about the show is the variety of tools and technology they use to try to determine where the treasure is buried. Now, my wife makes fun of me, you know, because they just <laughs> keep finding sticks and mud, but it's fascinating. There's other clues, but but. And shouldn't we as men have the same zeal, commitment, and perseverance in searching for the treasure of our heart's desire? Because this show's been going on for seven years. (laughs) (laughs) Let me find it. (laughs) So I was just in Colorado last week in an area historically known for gold and silver mining. And when people see old shows on gold mining, they see the miner panning for gold in a river. This method is called prospecting because he is looking for the best prospect or place to stake his claim and begin digging for gold in earnest. He pans along the river 
moving upstream until he no longer finds little flecks of gold in his pan, and then he moves back to the confluence of a tributary or a creek, and that must be where the gold is coming from because when you move upstream and it stops coming in, when it's like, hey, it, it was coming in from the last uh, tributary. So he then looks for other signals and rock formations and clues to stake his claim and begin his real mining work. So there's a lot of preparation and thought and planning about how to search for that treasure, that gold. So I was reading in Genesis chapter 24. You read your Bible? I did. I oh, did. nice. I, and, uh, <laughs> Abraham was near death, and he knew that he needed to help find a wife for his son, Isaac. So one of his clear prospecting techniques was to send his servant to return to the land of his people. He would not allow his son to marry a woman from the land of the Canaanites. So, Aaron, how do men today go about finding a proper woman to win and marry? Come on, Dave. That's easy, man. You shop Tinder, Craigslist, <laughs> hotwives.com. Don't you know? <laughs> right? Uh, no. Uh, you know I'm not. Uh, uh, you know I am being absurdly sarcastic. But unfortunately, yes. that is how a lot of people uh, think it should be done today. That's a lot. Uh, a lot of people do it. They You're now, a barfly. Right? <laughs> barfly. They use algorithms to hook them up. Now, look. First of all, uh, listeners, I'm not uh, disparaging um, dating apps. I'm not saying they're bad, but you know the right ones. Come on, y'all. I know some people that met on sing, uh, Christian Mingle, Single, Jingle, one of those. Kevin and I did on ChristianSingle.com. Come on. There you go. So uh, I'm not disparaging them. I didn't know that, y'all. Or I did and I forgot. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm saying a lot of them are nothing more than just hookup sites. And if you use uh, that as a means to prospect, uh, like the play, like yes, the play yes. <laughs> for a mate, you know dang well what sites are right and which ones aren't. So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind. When a man is searching, prospecting, seeking to find for a wife, he must set the standard of what he wants first, according to God. And he probably should first consult God. Like, hey, Lord, look, I'm going out here. <laughs> Give me a good one. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because sure. I'm trying to find one. The scripture I read said, he who findeth the wife. So that means, like you said, I'm prospecting, I'm in search of. Paul tells us not to be unequally yoked, first of all, because you said God didn't allow, God wasn't a separatist. He didn't allow uh, Israel to marry the Canaanites. He was talking about people of different faith, right? He doesn't want us, Paul clears it up, he didn't want us to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Unless a man and a woman are fully in agreement on this most crucial issue. Ladies and gentlemen, why I say the most crucial issue? Because this show... Uh, uh, and I said, ladies, but it's for the men, is to promote godliness in men and an understanding of the world, word of God, right? So this issue of not being unequally uh, low is most crucial um, in uh, a godly and fulfilling marriage can't take place without it. Being uh, equally yoked means, let me clear that up, you know, I always like to break it down. Uh, does she have the same goals as you? Does she have the uh, same doctrinal beliefs, right? There's a lot of Christian faiths out there, and some of them, some of them <laughs> are out there. So you got to check those things. Does she have the same passion for God? Like, you know, is she, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a Christian on Sunday, and I'm a whatever you need me to be on Monday, <laughs> right? I right. mean, really. Uh, far too many of us focus on physical. Come on, you know. I mean, we, we go look for the big, well. Yeah, I'm going to get into it. The big button spot. <laughs> Physical attraction is the main thing, and I know you're going to talk about that. It's also wise to think through more practical things like, you know, 
you're an outdoorsy guy. Do I have a woman that has the energy level to keep up with that and participate? Maybe not all the time, but to share in my passions, common interests, expectations about family and lifestyle. You know, if you want to be happy, I heard a song, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. That's a crazy song. He goes, my wife might be ugly, but she sure can cook. <laughs> I am not talking about my wife, Michelle. <laughs> you better dig out, buddy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, we're not to judge appearance. How do you see inside uh, through courting and conversation and listening, right? Sooner or later, we reveal our true selves. Right. We take the time to uh, do those things before we get to the other things. But in our culture, in our society, we're like this. You look good. Now let me take a test, Rod. Instead of let me get to know you. Let me hear about you. Let me see your family. Meet right. your family, right? But family we don't do it. Mm, a Christian yeah. man... Dave, man, a Christian man should be seeking a woman to spend his life with, not just want someone to have fun with. A man is not ready to get married. He should not be. If a man's not ready to get married, he shouldn't be pursuing a Christian woman. And he should ask himself, what is a Christian woman? And the only way he can get that answer is go to the God, the Christ, and let him define her. But a lot of times we want to define her. That's a Christian woman in the, over there in the right pew in that short skirt. That's the kind of Christian woman. Go to Proverbs. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Proverbs, right? Yeah. Well, uh, one of the best ways to find it, uh, Psalm says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, you know, one of the most important ways about uh, going out and finding or prospecting a mate today is first go to God. Because the book of James tells us every good and perfect gift comes from above. So I'm going to seek God for the direction and path and where to look for my wife. And I'm going to seek God of what it truly is to recognize a woman of God. Right. Seek and you shall find. Oh, come on, but, baby. But don't be prospecting if you're not, <laughs> if you're not ready to do, do the deal. <laughs> right. Well, you know, we've all heard of the term trophy wife. Oh. Uh, is referring to looks alone in most cases. And just like our minor, you know, we can sometimes be fooled by counterfeit minerals like iron pyrite <laughs> called fool's gold. <laughs> All that glitters is not gold, is the old saying. So let's think about your trophy animal hunters out there, because I'm trying to connect with guys in a way that they can understand. <laughs> so if you were looking for the real deal, the Boone and Crockett Club state record, <laughs> what do you do to bag one? <laughs> you research where they live. You, know, you can call that Canaan or Israel. You learn what they like to eat, where it can be found. You study their habitat and their patterns of movement and behavior. Are they nocturnal? Are they out in the morning at dusk, you know, in the middle of the day? Where, where's the water? You look for signs of proof that they have been in the area. Scat is the, uh, the <laughs> is term it is? excrement analysis. You, know? <laughs> uh, you glass with binoculars to spot them when they are far away and won't be spooked. Then you stalk them and you carefully look for the best opportunity to take your shot. <laughs> Oh, so Lord. men who hunt like this take <laughs> extraordinary planning measures, spend considerable time and money, and are extremely patient in order to bag a record animal. <laughs> so shouldn't we have the same discipline and those traits and qualities about how we go about trying to find the legitimate trophy wife prospect? Okay. Now, I know you all heard me laughing <laughs> while he was talking. Okay. Uh, ladies... If you're hearing this, remember that was Dave Savage. <laughs>
uh, uh, talking about bag a trophy wife <laughs> and Gold, who compared to treasure. you and he compares you to big game honey. So uh, you can send all your comments to wrestling with the inner man at gmail.com and direct it to David Savage. <laughs> please, please do that. I'd love to hear from you. Hey, man, we would love to hear from you, men, women, uh, uh, friends, uh, frenemies, enemies, Con- countrymen. Yeah. Just get at us. But anyway, uh, that, that was a, um, a uh, great uh, analogy. Okay, maybe I think, uh, but I get it. I, I know where you're going, and um, in pursuit of uh, your wife, a godly wife, your trophy wife, because the wife that God gives you is a trophy. Because God gives you a woman that com- will compliment you. You might not see it all the time, but if you truly reflect and look at it, uh, it it reveals itself. And you do want to be proud of your wife or your husband. Absolutely, absolutely. So I I, I just wrote down some things. Uh, that I thought would help you in your pursuit. First, pray in all things, right? That's in Thessalonians, I believe. Pray in all things. Like, you know, when I teach men on one-on-one, I go, write your top 10 list. The top 10. And, you know, hair color, um, body shape, body size, you know. What, every man likes a different type of woman. Some of us like uh, all the same women, but we all have our particular. We all like ice cream. But we all got a flavor. <laughs> anyway, and so pray. Make make that list to God. Like, hey, hey put the Bible says, worry about nothing, but uh, pray about everything. Mm-hmm. Make your petition known, Lord, I want her to be this, this, and this. But make sure you have godly qualities in there that you're truly like a, a godly mother. I, I always tell men, find a woman that you have to go through God to get to. One who can forgive. Come, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Where's she at? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, I'm, 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 yeah, put that on the list and pray you Eventually. Get it. Here's the thing. If you make a list of 10 things that you want in your wife, if you meet a woman that's a six or a five, she's not a wife, it might be a good dinner date. You meet a seven, there's potential. Seven, eight, there's potential. You'll never find a 10. There's no perfect woman. Unicorns. Yeah, yeah. There's no perfect woman and, and because you ain't a perfect man. But you can be perfected by God. So if you get a 7, 8, or 9, that's consideration. If you get a 9, you a fool. <laughs> if you get a 9, nine you got to die. have a ring in your pocket. Yeah. Bag, bag that trophy. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Those are Dave's words. Anyway, pray in all things. Read your word about what a godly woman is and looks like. Don't go to the whole house looking for a housewife. And you all know what I mean, right? Not, not that you can't, you said unicorn, you can't find a diamond in the rough in the wrong place. But nine times out of ten, you go to the wrong place looking for a wife, you're going to come out with the wrong woman. That's all I'm saying. And, and forgive me if you thought that whole house was kind of harsh. Oh, well, get over it. Move on. Um, Make sure never let your worldly friends hook you up unless it's another one of their Christian female friends, right? I have some friends that are of the world, but they know I'm a Christian, and so there's certain things they don't do around me, don't say around me, and so I figure they might have a Christian woman friend, and they go, "Oh yeah, I know the guy for you. He such and such is a Christian. You're a Christian, cool." But don't let them just find you one of their girlfriends. Right. right? Everyone likes to match. You know, <laughs> and and then take your time. Court. In the presence of others, make sure you have dates. If you want a godly woman, don't go treat her like she's a daughter of the devil, right? And, and don't you go acting like a, a devilish saint, <laughs> right? That's the problem. Get to know her and, and see her around people, 
before you truly go to dating. Watch her interact with you and your friends and listen to her interests, right? right? And then she might be easy to break uh, other boundaries and push them aside. If she gives in, I wrote that statement, she starts to give in to your fleshly desires right away. And I, I can't say anything about that. I'm not going to talk about me or my wife and how we met. I wasn't in the church and she wasn't patiently waiting on God. That's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to move on. Okay. But I said pray at the beginning, and I say pray in it um, in the middle and pray for it completely until God has it, and then obey him when he puts it before you. Okay. Well, so some men out there, you may not be uh, you know, treasure hunters. You may not be trophy hunters. Maybe you're a car guy, though. So I have four children. Now they're adults, three boys and one girl. And when each one of them turned 16 and received their driver's license— they wanted a car immediately. It didn't matter what kind. They just wanted four wheels and freedom. Right. So sometimes you get the hand-me-down Suburban, too big, uses too much gasoline. Everyone wants you to drive in group situations all the time. So, you know, oh, man, I didn't want that one. Sometimes you get the two-door sporty hand-me-down, no room for others, safety concerns, no trunk space for trips, easy to get a ticket. <laughs> sometimes you just get the two old and unreliable. That was mine. <laughs> it's always breaking down, looks junky, and doesn't fit your image portrayal needs as a 16-year-old. But my point is, is that you don't want to choose your life partner like my kids did their first cars. You know, I'll take whatever I can get and I'll trade up later because you do not no, want to go through divorce. No, this has no. to be a decision that is intentional, someone that you pursue and you put all of your effort, thought, planning, careful consideration to get the right one. And hopefully you're the right one for her. So a man should have a criteria, like you mentioned, for the woman of his dreams. So I told you about this book, Wing to Wing, Or to Or, Readings on Courtship and Marriage. And so none other than Benjamin Franklin published his thoughts on this topic in 1746 in a piece titled Reflections on Courtship and Marriage, wherein a practical plan is laid down for obtaining and securing conjugal felicity. Oh, man. There he goes, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. There he goes. Conjugal meaning pertaining to the relationship between marriage partners. And felicity is the state of being happy, especially to a high degree. This is Ben Franklin. So with his eyes firmly fixed on partnership as a key to marital happiness, he warns equally against both the mercenary or economic and the passionate or romantic views of marriage. Courtship should proceed without, these are Ben Franklin's words, artifice, flattery, coquetry, or romanticism. Instead, Conversation of sober reason and good sense are to disclose and cultivate a high like-mindedness upon which the best conjugal friendship can subsequently be built. So, Aaron, is Ben right about turning courtship Lord, into the cultivation of friendship? Lord have mercy. Ben Franklin. Okay, and I knew— <laughs> That man said, and I knew we wouldn't get away from him using some more crazy words that ain't nobody understand, artifice or coquetry. Now, look, I tried to <laughs> let it go when he was talking about tributary and, and, and the junction of two rivers. I had looked at, yeah, 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 whatever. I, yeah, that word, too. Anyway, ben, all Ben Franklin is saying, if you're going to date and court according to his day and time and ours, you should be honest, upfront, and without pretense or an agenda because artifice just means cunning and deceit and coquetry is being flirtatious, trying to make a, the best appearance of yourself. He's absolutely right, though. Marriage should be preceded with a love for God and each other, a friendship that is poised and positioned to grow even greater over time. Right? That, that, that's what he's saying, friendship. and I agree with that. Friendship. Well, I'm still looking 
for the first 25 listeners who want a copy of my book, The Savage Path, and join a virtual Zoom group to do the study in the back together, you go to my website, www.thesavagepath.com, if you want to learn more about the book. And you can send an email with your name, email, and shipping address to wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. The WWM. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, join us again here uh, every Sunday on the AM 1070 Wrestling with the Inner Man. Appreciate you. Tell a friend. Hey, and email us because we want to hear from you. Like, tell us what you don't like. Exactly. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us something. Just reach out. Love you. Peace. God bless. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Inner Man with David Savage and Pastor Aaron Thomas. We believe the winners in this ring courageously follow God's word. Love and protect God's woman. Excel at God's work betters God's world and his children. For more information, reach out to David and Pastor Aaron at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. That's wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. Tune in next time as Wrestling with the Inner Man tackles more tough topics to train up a generation of better men.